are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. <laughs> nice. That's really good. I like, I can't even like see anybody's mouth with these masks. This is great. Shout out to Sarah Lentz on the masks. You guys were recording with masks on right now. She did not make the Florida State Seminoles one. Do not be confused. (laughs) That is Steven's mask. These are our masks. But Sarah made our masks. Check this out. Isn't this super cool? Shout out. Can you make me a Seminole? No, she would never. You would never. Sarah, would you? You would? She has a big heart. She has a big heart. She let's let's not do that, Sarah. Let's not do that. But check these out. It's super cool. Thanks, Sarah, for the mask. Hey, you guys. Before we get into the episode, let's talk quickly about how the coronavirus has impacted your business. Maybe you've realized that you need a different kind of office space, or you have questions about your lease options, or maybe you've been thinking about buying or selling a commercial property, but you're not sure when to act. Call the GNV Commercial Advisors team at Colliers International. They have the expertise and local experience to help you make the right decision for your commercial real estate needs. Check out their services at colliers.com slash Gainesville, baby. See, there are signs everywhere. Yeah, don't. Not it's not slash Gainesville, baby. It's just right. slash Gainesville. <laughs> <laughs> I added the baby part just so y'all know, but like, yeah. But it's just mad love to uh, to those guys. GNV Commercial Advisors over at Colliers International, just big supporters of ours, and we're just super, super grateful for you guys. Thank you so much for sponsoring our show. Are you ready to get into the show, Michael Dees? so excited. You guys, today on the show, we have Stephen Camps, founder and CEO of ProCare Janitorial Services since 1987. Yes. That's 33 years, y'all. Yep. How do you, dude, that's that's amazing. Congratulations, one. 33 Thank years. Thank that's you. incredible. So, Stephen, what we like to do, we like to really, man, we like to dive in and hear your story. Thank you for coming and joining us today. Okay. I know, just so you guys know, he's like muscling through to be here with us today because he had injured, you had injured your back a little bit today? Actually, that's part of uh, my story with my business. Okay. All <laughs> I right. was rear-ended by a drunk driver 33 oh, years ago. No. Yeah. Okay, so like, let's get into the story. Let's hear it, and uh, yeah, just share us, share with us, like how you've gotten into this business and how you've been doing this for thirty three years. I'm excited to hear about it. Well, first of all, my father did it for fifty two years, um, and he took care of the Gainesville Sun New York Times Company here for uh, since inception uh, when the New York Times purchased the company from the Pepper family years ago. Um, but nevertheless. Um, you know, going to college, I quite naturally worked with my father in the cleaning business, so I got all that experience for years and years. Of course, when I said I finished school, I would never be in the cleaning business. <laughs> uh, of course, when you work for your father, you don't get exactly paid for the work you do, but you do it anyway. You know, it's they say it pays for groceries. You know that story. But anyway, <laughs> um, but, you know, I... <sighs> Unfortunately, I had a drunk driver rear-end me, and it it was two weeks before I was about to get married, um, and I was disabled, I was in the hospital, and they said I would never walk again. Of course, now you see me, I'm a walking miracle. As long as I just stay fit and don't move crazy, um, I'm pretty healthy, and of course, you know, the work that I'm in is hard work, so. And I work with my crew and specialize what I do. But anyway, um, I was in the hospital for a while and it took me about a year to recover. Dang. Um, and so, but my wife and my first cousin took care of the business for me for a year. I started the business because I needed to make some money. I had all these bills just getting married and I needed to make something happen. So. I started the cleaning business from a hospital bed, and and here it is, 33 years later. Um, I've gracefully paid my wife and my cousin back, and <laughs> but you know, ProCare is very successful. It's hard work, and and now I really enjoy it because it gives me total freedom to do what I want to do and set my schedule. So, was there any particular reason why, like cleaning, why 
janitorial stuff when well you know it's happening well because it was something that i knew from what my i did for my father okay you know so that, and, was, that was the main pool yeah and i managed his crew at the gainesville sun for years okay so um so it was just that it's pre- just a matter of being able to kind of do it from home okay like we have to work now <laughs> but i was doing it from a hospital bed but so what are like the services that you guys specialize in? Cause I know like for, so, so everybody's listening, Steven does our floors here at the shop. I mean, they come in, You, I mean, it's like, let's be honest. It's like a, it's like an experiment every time we have to get this done because mainly for our side, because there's a lot of logistics. Cause one, we're trying to get it done on the weekend. We're trying to move furniture and scooters and make sure that the floor is clear. And you guys come in and do a phenomenal job. We come back on Monday and it's like, oh man, everything's brand new again. <laughs> it's amazing. It's not that easy though. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and you're spending like the entire weekend here, right? Yep, so, yep. I mean, talk to me a little bit about, you know, about that. Like, is it, do you guys do specifically like the flooring stuff or is it a little bit of everything or? Actually, my company is probably the only full service company in Gainesville that offers commercial, industrial, residential, and construction. Um, right now, um, there are, I think I'm the only company in town that's uh, certified by ISSA, which is a worldwide cleaning institution. Um, and it is, it's a tough criteria to even, you know, acquire that, you know, accreditation. Um, it took about five years and making sure you do straight up business and, you know, perfect customer service record and you know all those logistics that come with running a business and um, we were able to um, I, I attended the first ever National Cleaning Association <laughs> and I never knew that they you know that was something that they ever did but anyway you know now that I've been a member of the association it just it's opened me up to so many different things to now with that accreditation, there's people that will not shop Google or whatever. If you have that accreditation, we're listed in a catalog or online and they call only members that have that accreditation because you don't worry about insurance, qualifications, whatever. I mean, you've got to be, you know, top notch to be able to just be a member. But now with COVID-19, I've taken it a little bit further because now they have established what they call the Global Bio Research um, Association that deals with global pandemics like we're in today. So um, the 27th of this month, I actually received the certification. Now my company is you know, able to train a treat reopen companies, you know, if you have an infection, we can get you open in 24 hours at state certified. Um, and now we're in the process of labeling buildings that we service so that we can say that, hey, it's safe to walk in this building. Yeah. So So did COVID lead to a spike in business for you? Uh, wow, I can't even begin to tell you. Um, it is, it totally changed my industry. Really? Because in what you, ways? Well, you see, first of all, I come in here tonight with my bottle. I never go anywhere without disinfecting my surroundings. So while you were out, I was disinfecting uh, your studio here tonight. So we're hey. safe here in the studio. Um, but because we clean so many different, um, what you call high potential, uh, or, or actually what you call um most vulnerable situations, patients, um, um, dialysis patients, um, you know, there's so many different medical facilities. And these people, you know, already have, in one place is, it's infectious disease, and these people already have open wounds. So can you imagine the level of cleaning we have to do to protect people like that? And so my people, my staff, we have to protect ourselves when we're away from the you know, servicing those particular contracts. So we have to, I mean, if I'm not working, we stay at home. <laughs> um, uh, we purchase groceries. My wife, my wife has MS as a matter of fact, so she's extremely uh, high risk. So, but 
we you have to take it very serious. Um, I've lost several family members, and and of course, you know, unfortunately, it's take it's really affecting the African American community more so than, you know, and it's just. But it it now, what's even more frightening is they want to open up the schools, and now there's so many kids that are you know being infected, and they thought, oh, they couldn't be affected. Their immune systems are much higher, but. No one's exempt. No one. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it's been such a, I don't even know how to describe it except to use the word strange, right? Mm-hmm. It's been such a strange year. Yeah. Um, and it's so hard to determine, you know, what's what's the right move, what's not the right move. I can tell you, you know, businesses like ours, like, live and die by the students right and yeah. so it's like man we really need these students here we really need them going to school obviously UF I, I feel like they know that right and they know the impact that those students have on the local economy mm-hmm. obviously you want to do you want to keep everybody safe and make sure that everybody's you know being just that like really just being safe and um you know, and I, I don't know, it's it, it, it's super difficult. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like I come into work, we got our entire team, you know, masked up. We're trying to completely pivot and change the way we've done things for the last 16 years, which is, you know, what I refer to as organized chaos. <laughs> you know, like everybody showing up on the same weekend and yeah. picking up their scooter from storage, people dropping off their scooter for service and, you know, 50 people buying a, a new a new scooter. And it's just like, you got all these different elements moving all at one time. And it's just like, we, we looked at each other and we're like, man, we can't do that this year. Yeah. Right, like we, like we're not gonna be able, we're not gonna be able to have all these people in the building. We're not gonna be able to do the celebrations that we're used to doing when somebody buys a new scooter and giving hugs and high fives, and you know, it's just, it's just so contact. strange. Yeah, yeah, it's so, it's just strange. I don't know how to, you know, say it except like it's just strange. And like, I, everybody's kind of uh, adjusting in in their own ways, and I think we very much have as well. But. Do you have any any thoughts on that stuff? No, I mean, even with the podcast, it's been like that too. I mean, we did the coronavirus sessions uh, right. via Zoom uh, because it was at a time where, you know, we were we were really unsure uh, what proximity we could be in. Is it safe to come into a studio and record? Um, you know, whether or not we feel comfortable with it or our guests feel comfortable with it, our staff feels comfortable with it. Uh, so we had to make pivots there too. And it's just been, you know, it's been... Challenging. I think everybody's gone through those challenges and it's, you know, it's the professional side of things and your personal life gets challenged too. your routines that you've developed and the things that you rely on to keep you sane and healthy and motivated and on track. Um, you know, those things kind of had a wrench thrown in it too. So, yeah. Yeah. But we're tough. We're resilient. You just have to continue to live, breathe and enjoy life the best you can. And, you know, it's a, it's, it kind of gave everyone a chance to kind of pause and kind of reset because to me, life was moving really fast. Yeah, that's <laughs> and so, true. so you know, and I'm a strong Christian believer that you know ultimately the good master is in control. So don't mean to offend anybody that doesn't believe that. But hey. Amen. <laughs> uh, everyone to each his own, but that's just me. Everybody who's listened to the show knows that I am as well. So. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, so like. Going towards, let's let's talk about what let's talk about the new normal, mm-hmm. right? Like, so what is for you and your business? You know what? Even let's just say pandemic is over tomorrow, which mm-hmm. we all know is not. But let's just say it, it is, right? Like, what's what sticks for you and your company from this entire thing, or or just in your life? Like, what's you mean in terms of, of just like, feeling comfortable with it? Just like what changes, there? like whatever changes you've made through this through this time, you know, whether it's life changes or business changes, like what were those changes yeah. that are going to stick once this COVID thing is no more? We're not walking around wearing masks. We're not, you know, that well, kind of one, stuff. One of the big things is that I the positive one of the positive things that has come out from this whole ordeal is people are being much cleaner they're being more concerned with what they touch and washing their hands and and to me that's a good thing we needed that anyway um actually when the aids virus came out 
Um, at that point, you know, I never went to the gas station and just picked up the nozzle and just started pumping gas. At that point, I was sort of in the coronavirus pandemic atmosphere, what we're going through right now when the HIV virus came out, me being in the cleaning business and, you know, knowing that it can live on surfaces. Well, this product here that I have, once I found this, this is a neutral cleaner and uh, it is a disinfectant. It's all natural and it will kill Corona in 15 minutes once it sits on the surface. But you can't drink it. <laughs> right. Uh, but the thing is, knowing that there is, you know, this product here, uh, and of course, most disinfected. I'm not trying to pump a product, but, um, and I didn't call it any names anyway, but disinfecting is the main key, and that's going to be the new norm. Um, disinfect, wash hands. Hopefully we can get away from the mask, but it's going to take a combined effort for all of us. I hate to see the country shut down again because we are all affected, but I hate to see us shut down again. But it may take just shutting down for, you know, 15, 20 days or just a good month and really just stop and, and disinfect and clean and then slowly open up properly. But that's going to be the only way we get through this unless you know, uh, we get a, a, a um, um, what am I trying vaccine? to say? A vaccine, you know, and that's, that's, I think that's going to be the new norm. But what's frightening is that there's, there's new viruses coming that's worse than Corona. Right. So, you know, I think this is going to be the new norm for, from this point on. So I really think this is just phase one. <laughs> I'm kind of curious as to whether or not, like, so you're seeing this, like, oh man, everybody's being a lot cleaner now. I mean, does it just bother you that people weren't being that clean to begin with? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, it does. Like, in my like, business, is crazy. Yeah, like, man, just like wash your hands once in a while. I mean, what, like, what are you thinking normally, you know? You know, I, I washed hands all before. I disinfected all before because, you know, it seems as though I would just get sick all the time. And actually, when you're sick, most times it's coming from some kind of germ. Your surroundings aren't clean. And what has happened is that this made it to the inside of your mouth, and that's what corona is. It's either your eyes, your nose, your mouth, or... And actually, uh, with some recent research, you can get it when you have an open wound. So you should cover a regular cut, you know, just from it being exposed to the environment, I mean, the atmosphere, so. What, Corona? I yes. thought it was all. No. Well, it has to get inside Mike, the Mike, I need body your scientific expertise. Hey, yeah. <laughs> it changes every day. He just said it was new research. I tell it's you new what. New research I, is I, new? I, I haven't heard this. Uh, I wish I would have brought it with me tonight, but it, uh, it's from ISSA. Mm -hmm. uh, you can look it up. Um, ISSA, the um, Driven Which Twitter innovation. handle did you hear this from? <laughs> I want to fax you my uh, son. Uh, <laughs> Actually, you know, just like we have to clean our homes to maintain some level of cleanliness of our home, we're just going to have to step it up a notch and not just do it at home. We got to do it everywhere. Yeah. And not only that, we got to think about the person that's coming behind us. You know, um, just don't stop to the gas station and, <laughs> you know, someone yeah. else got to come behind you, you know, so just be cautious of that stuff. So what, what are some easy tips that we could be adopting that might have a, like a big reach? Like, like, what do you recommend? Because I think a lot of people just maybe don't know how or what methods or what products to use or where, where the high traffic areas to focus on might be. Um, I, I stress washing hands. I stress taking shoes off before you go in the house. Um, I myself, whenever I'm out, when I go home, I put my laundry, I used to keep it in the bathroom. It's in the garage now. So when I let the garage down, I take off all of my clothing and I go straight and shower. It can be transferred through the hair. 
Um, so as soon as you come in the house, you should just shower really well, and that therefore you're protecting your family from the viruses. Um, I bought racks for my garage, so every pair of shoes is in the garage. We never wear shoes in the house. Even when my guests come, you know, I'm sorry, you, I'll give you some footies, but you can't come in my house with shoes. That was even before Corona. Um, it's just because you hold on. But would you say has the business in general made you kind of a germaphobe? Um, no, because my mother made me a germaphobe. Okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I just got, I'm just kind of curious. You know, like, is the industry like tied to that thing? You you know all the ins and outs of the stuff that a lot of people probably just really don't know or don't care about. And- As a kid, my mother would send us. We was nine of us, and we would have to go to the refrigerator to get her a glass of water. If you held your hand this high up on the glass, you had to take it back to the kitchen, wash it, and then refill it with water, and you bring it back with your hand at the bottom of it. Best way to put a paper towel around it. And when she finished drinking, you had to take that glass and put a paper towel over it and put it in the refrigerator. She would never drink after anyone. you know yeah. the house everything was clean every day so you know it's super interesting to me i mean just to be like clear for everybody who's like listening like i've been known to be kind of a germaphobe myself so that's why i'm like there's nothing wrong with it <laughs> today it keeps you alive <laughs> so um let me shift gears just a little bit uh i mean you've been doing this for 33 years 33 years that's a long time yep and uh, like, what what would you say is the single biggest lesson that you've learned in business over thirty three years? Money management, mm. <laughs> learning cash flow, learning how to make the cash and hold enough back to <laughs> to pay the bills and your employees and. Oh, it's time to take out my recycling. <laughs> we don't usually record on Monday night. <laughs> cash flow. Yep, cash flow. When the, management. So in those 33 years, when would you say that you had that nailed down? Probably year six. Year six. Yep. When I, just, when I thought I didn't want to be in business anymore because I had more debt than money coming in. You know, it was Do you remember like, how much debt you had? Probably at that time, maybe... Uh, 33 years ago, $60,000 was a lot of money. Um, but, and it kept climbing, you know, probably close to $100,000. Do you remember why you needed that debt? Well, one is in my business, you need lots of equipment. And because I do construction, industrial, you know, all of the different phases, you need even more equipment. Um, You need even more training for the employees. And so, you know, either you can lease it, which I did for a while, and, but that never stops. So one day you just gotta bite the bullet, purchase it, and then, you know, two or three years, it started to pay for itself. And I must say to debt, today we don't have that kind of debt. We don't have debt. <laughs> so we're yeah enjoying it. I mean, it's, uh, I think that's a great lesson is cash flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. That's still one that I'm still trying to get my, my hands around even to this day. Yeah. So it's interesting. Hopefully it doesn't take you 33 years. You're, half, yeah. you're halfway there. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> halfway there. Like, let's hope it doesn't take that long. No, I mean, I definitely understand. Like, I definitely got my grasp on, on the importance of it. I still think it's difficult, you know? It's funny. And, like, a, a lot of people have made me feel um, better about the fact that we've accumulated so much debt. Because I was always, like, there was phases of business, right? You were in, like, a growth mode. Like, whether it's equipment, you need equipment. Like, we were in a growth mode. And it was like, okay, we need, we need people. And but, we need this. Yeah. And we need you know, additional inventory. We need, you know, whatever the case might be. So, and that, uh, and that's a good thing. You know, you never know um, when you're going to need what you need to, um, you know, produce the quality that you need. So th- you have to make that investment in whatever you need. And when you have it, it's a stress relief for me, um, you know, knowing that, hey, I could just go in and handle it at any time. Um, but 
the wonderful world of business, COVID now yeah. <laughs> has changed things. <laughs> you know, you wonder now, <laughs> are you going to pay for or have money to just, you know, operate now? So, but I learned that um, year number nine is just to spend as less as possible, purchase the necessities and hold back yeah. all the toys. <laughs> so, I mean, being in business for 33 years, I mean... Uh, you know, I'm looking back over my entrepreneurial career, which Mike just said is six is 16. I can't remember a challenge as big as COVID in my 16 years. Has there been one for you over 33 that you can remember that has had such a significant impact? Well, I think because of the initial impact from my disability starting the business, I mean, how much more devastating can you be? That's, that's <laughs> so, the biggest. That's been the, the biggest challenge. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, it's just a matter at that point is just to, you know, I was thrilled to just be able to physically be able to run the business and yeah. be on my feet. And, so how do you get, how did you get your mindset right? Right. Like, I feel like a lot of people in those types of circumstances, I mean, just to be real, like a lot of people would be feeling sorry for themselves. Right. Can't do like that. they're like this, this happened to me. And, you know, like, how did you, yeah, I mean, how did you, like, approach it and say, okay, like, I mean, what, I don't know, maybe you can just kind of go back to that, go back to that time, the initial things that you were thinking, you know, just as a human, not even as a business owner. Yeah, well, like I said, that's where my Christian beliefs and my father being a minister and, of course, you know, you go to church on Sunday and you get that good word every Sunday whether you want it or not. And <laughs> with me being a musician at the church and I'm right there playing the organ and my father's preaching, so it's not too, you know, I couldn't miss it either way. But, I, you know, I was listening to that. And um, there were several scriptures that says, hey, I, you, can, God, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. So when you hear that all the time, it's like, you know, and, and, and of course, with my studying the Bible, it makes you feel like Superman within, knowing that there's an ultimate control. So he says, we have not because we ask not. So I do a lot of asking. Um, I do a lot of tithing. I don't know if you're familiar with that and giving to the church, of course. Yeah. I'm always helping, you know, anyone else, anyone that I could, but um, don't call me for help. <laughs> I have to, it has to be some divine intervention, you know, and I'm sort of led to do those things and help where I'm, of course, for a while I had to um, sort of make the biggest impact for the dollar. And I think that's where we kind of met once before is the United Way and I became, we became United Way contributors. So I'm sure you remember yeah, yeah. all those dollars you gave away, but just think of all those people we helped. So... I'm still kind of hung up on this drunk driver thing. Uh, I mean, like, I, I, like I'm just trying to put myself in those shoes, and like, and I hear you, you know, because I'm, I'm a faith-based, you know, human as well. Like, I mean, did you just instantly forgive this guy, who, who, you know, had caused you all this pain? Actually, I mean, like, and and yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, actually, in life. You always have to forgive everybody that offends you, that hurts you, whatever they do, because uh, until you forgive them, they still have the power over you. So once you forgive them, then you can forget it. And one thing that my father always taught me, there's nothing you can do to go back and change whatever happened five minutes ago. So why stress it? Why worry about it? There's nothing you can do to change it. Move forward. And that's my thing. I deal with every situation, good or bad. I know that I, well, I stay focused because I have this hope, this higher authority that know that one day, you know, this is going to all be over and we're all going to be happy. But every day I try to live as if it's the last day of my life and I never carry anything from yesterday to tomorrow, which is not even promised to us. So we don't have those controls. So why can we worry? Why should you worry about something that you cannot control? 
So never, it doesn't matter what happens to you and how devastating it was, you know, if you can just keep putting one step, one foot in front of the other, I think if you could just keep moving, as my wife says, you know, with her having MS, she was completely disabled. She's a walking miracle. And now she can jog. She can, you know, she looks like a, a normal person, but it's only so much she can do. But she's not in a wheelchair anymore, and she eats good. And, hey, we're just... And I think the part of me with that kind of self-motivation, you know, I can do it. I can do it. And I taught my daughter that. And so when she was riding a bicycle, I'll never forget. You know, she said, Dad, I can't do it. And I was like, you can do it. You can do it. And so now she's, like I said, in her third year of med school. And, and I call her up every now and then or I text her, you can do it. And that just that's, that little push sometimes just keeps her motivated and keep moving forward. So, Yeah. Good man. Got anything? No, I'm just seeing how you're how you're uh, taking. I mean, like my how you like looking at me to see. Uh, I mean, I think. I don't want to drag your show down. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, this, it's funny. This is the stuff that I like because I, I mean, when we when we, you know, people always tell me like, oh, what do I need? To, what do I need to do to prepare for your podcast? And like, I'm like, dude, like, just come and like, I'm gonna start with your story. And there's, believe me, there's gonna be something that that you say that like triggers yeah. a conversation. Triggers like it might. I'm like, if it makes me curious, the chances of it making our audience pretty curious is is high, yeah. right? And and I think like I'm like hearing what you're saying. And I come from a very similar place. And if I'm being super real with you right now, I, I'm i usually the super positive guy. I'm like the, I'm the guy who is like on social media all the time, like encouraging and building up other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, dude, I've been in a super low place. Like if people really were paying attention, like really paying attention, you haven't seen very many Instagram stories from me. You haven't seen very many Snapchat stories from me. You've seen very little social media posts in general. Mm. It's because I've been at an all time low. Wow. And this like, this COVID thing has really impacted me mentally. It's impacted, I'm just exhausted. I'm, I'm like I don't I don't even know any other way to to explain it except that I'm just exhausted. I mean I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of the impact of it. I'm tired of not knowing, you know, not being able to uh, appropriately plan like I normally plan. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean we we're here we are. We're like I feel like we're putting so much pressure and strain on our team, and I'm super proud of our team. Our team has definitely been figuring out the new way right like okay we're gonna we're gonna set appointments we're gonna come up with uh, a new way of doing business and and i love that and i think you know it's gonna change us for the better but man like i'm still like you know i i I know the pressures of back to school yeah right and here i am i'm dude i'm going to bed every night praying please lord do not let any team member get sick if we have one team member get sick the whole team is really gonna suffer the whole team because because we have we have limited help we we normally have right now we normally have like 20 to 25 people on staff we mm-hmm. have 10 nine yeah we have nine uh-huh. <laughs> right so it's required all these adjustments and and a lot of it was because okay i didn't want to go and hire the normal amount of people and then find out that school's not starting mm-hmm. it's been like is school starting is school not starting you know there's been all these different things and dude it, that like not being able to plan by because we don't know what's around the corner not even a week from now Mm -hmm. we could we could make all these changes we could do all these things and then find out well there's been a huge spike everybody (laughs) stay home nobody leave the building like i mean and that's just that's just the reality so i i'm super fascinated really by the mindset of people right when those types of circumstances happen what are you telling yourself through those trials? Because I'm I'm in the same I'm in the same place mm-hmm. spiritually. I've been in my Bible. I'm like praying, trying to like really grasp, and I'm reading the same scriptures. Like you know, don't worry about you know. <laughs> hey, Jesus took it. Like God took care of the birds. What makes you think that they're not? That's he's not going to take care of you, right? Exactly like, like, right. Like, 
you know, I'm like, I'm reading all these scriptures. You see, I and got I, it. And I've got the right people in my life that are like putting this stuff, you know, on me. And, but man, I, I, I'm, I'm just being real. I'm just being real. Like, I feel like I'm probably where a lot of people are right now, which is like, man, this has been the crappiest year of my entire life. Colin, think about it. As I said before, the world was moving so fast. People pass you. No one has time to stop to the red lights. People are, they blow you off the road if you stop or slow up a minute. Everyone is just seeing this. But I think it's kind of the Lord giving us a lesson in patience, too. You know, just kind of slow down and breathe. But one thing that I have done is, you know, I have utilized all of this extra time to do things at home. I always wanted to do my deck. I did my deck. You know, I always wanted to do things in the yard, which I did. Painting projects. Um, you know, I, I, I have found things to do with my time. And actually, now I'm so tired and I'm so busy with COVID doing everything else now. Now, I, I, I just want time to rest a little bit now. So, yeah. you know, with and with me, my business is really picked up because we have to protect people like yourself and you mentioned something else that I wanted to touch on too is feeling comfortable here at work working amongst each other Um, and with you being a regular client I have some chemicals that I want to give you Cool. And you. for you guys to wipe down the doors, and and that's what's going to keep you all safe. Clean the bathrooms with it, mop the floors with it, and one gallon, one ounce will make twelve gallons. So it lasts you a long time, and that's what you need. And actually. That gives you a sense of comfort, which you should do at home, too. And it wouldn't hurt to, you know, make a bottle like I have and give it to the employees so that they can, you know, take care of their places at home. And that's what really makes you feel comfortable, because at my house, uh, I do. I have I spray everything down and disinfect it. And yeah, when you I mean, do that, you'll feel safe. I, I don't know. I mean, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, but I wouldn't say that team members are coming into work feeling unsafe or feeling like things aren't sanitary enough or that we're not doing a good enough job. I feel and I feel like it's more of the the strain of, you know, the fact that we have this business to run and we're like nervous that somebody might call out sick or somebody might, you know, like <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe maybe that's just me. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think I think that you're right. I think some of that's plausible deniability. It's if I haven't gotten sick yet, then then I must be doing everything right. But yeah. are you? But are you really? I mean, we have a huge space here, right. and and we've put a lot of um, you know new standards in place for for how to you know get it sanitized and stuff like that. And we've been fortunate that we haven't had um, any positive cases here at the dealership um, or anything like that. But I think that sometimes that's a little bit of a false sense of security, um, where where you know you. You feel like just because you're you're doing it or you haven't, it's, we're how many months in and you haven't had any issues yet that you're doing everything right, and is that really the case? So, yeah. Um, do, do do I think that people are coming in here, you know, worried now? Uh, should should we, you know, every day refocus on making sure we're doing the right things? Yes. Yeah, because because we need to. Um, so it's just it's just kind of. It's all sobering because you know, as as business leaders, you know, you want to focus all your time on on the business, on mm-hmm. the things that make money, the things that make the impact. And and it doesn't matter whether it's um, the unenviable sides of business, whether you're dealing with insurance or you're dealing with whatever the, the things that you don't want to deal with are. This is kind of one of those things you don't want to deal with. Right. That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> but, but it's necessary because if you don't deal with it, you don't have a business to worry about. You're exactly right. So, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the case with a lot of things, right? It's always something uh, external yeah. that affects business, that affects life, right? You never know what will happen the next day, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. And, and I hate I hate to like even like get on the show because I, I feel like when I start going off on one of those rants, if you will, like it's, I feel like I'm just complaining. And, and my intent is not to get on here and complain. It's like, just like dude i'm just tired uh, i'm i'm exhausted from it uh, i'm tired i'm like uh, uh burn you know we talk about burnout a lot yeah. like i mean i i know and i'm so afraid for that to even show on my face right because i'm afraid that if if burnout shows on my face then, it, then it's gonna start bleeding into everybody else yeah. and, and so like i've been 
doing everything that I can to keep my face, to keep 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 real, keep positive, keep the yeah. energy flowing, especially as we head into our busiest time, which is now, yeah. right? So it's like, oh man, <laughs> you know. I think to your to your your story and your faith, that's why it's admirable because I think a lot of that is the toxicity of unforgiveness. Is is we we want to pull the woe with me. I'd rather be working on this. I'd rather be focused on my business. I wish I wasn't dealing with that. But if we adapted more of a mindset of God is in control, we just got to move forward. Mm -hmm. uh, let Just let go and focus on what you can instead of worrying about the fact that you've got to deal with this. That's it. Then, then that mindset will, will kind of help alleviate some of that burnout and worry, right? Exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. But hey, you know, you just... Keep moving forward. Go fishing. Go walking. Go hiking. <laughs> in September, <laughs> which actually we are, we are right. in September now. But I, I need I need more of that. Right, Early sure. in the morning, of course. Right. Well, I mean, it's uh, definitely one of those lessons that I, I don't know. I, I would just say like I, I'm super encouraged to. If there is something, I'll just let me just take a step back and completely rephrase. This is the one thing that I've pointed to this entire year is the fact that we're all going through this together. Yeah. You know, normally there's a lot of life circumstances. There's things that happen. People have deaths in their families. They got they have these. They have a lot of these things like like huge impactful events, right? Um but it's usually like within their circle, yeah. you know? And this is like, this is the first time I, c I can really remember personally uh, where we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. And not only on like a local or national scale, but a global scale, exactly right? right? And and so that's been kind of, kind of interesting. The one thing that, the thing that I've heard people point to the most and, and that, has had a similar impact, but more on a national scale was was nine eleven, right? It was like when when that event happened, you this uh, everybody kind of coming together. There's a lot of like a community. We're all we're all in this together. That was a real coming you know? together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was very much yeah. you know one of those times. So uh, I don't know, man. I'm just ready for it to. Move along. <laughs> See you later, COVID. Please, whenever you're ready. I tell you what was disappointing is to watch the news today, and they, I don't know if they've made the decision or whether we're going to have a football season or not. <laughs> so now that would be a little depressing. Well, I mean, real quick, let's like, I mean, you got us all onto onto faith talk and stuff, right? I mean, okay. do you really think that God's a Florida State fan? <laughs> like, let's let's just be real, Stephen. I mean, come well, on. There, no. is, there is a scripture that says, judge not as ye shall be judged. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, God made the sky blue uh, the sky blue and the sun orange. So. That's a, oh, oh, boy, I can't there. touch that. <laughs> You're good. saving that for the end of the yeah. show, right? <laughs> oh, uh, man, yeah. You know, it's... Dude, it's even fun. I mean, just trying to like think through the that impact, right? And, and just you know, look, uh, part of part of this, uh, you know, when I when I think of things like football and I think about uh, events, let's just say events in general, like that's like a escapism for a lot of people, mm -hmm. right? It's like that opportunity to go and like relax do you know do something that just brings joy to to you and it's almost like it's just completely been taken away <laughs> right like no no concerts no football no sporting events in general like it's all just been kind of taken away and i think that only further like weighs on people yeah during this time because it's like, man, like I can't even, I can't even like watch a football game this weekend. Like all, you know, I the, I know I'm gonna be in the fall. You know, I'm gonna be going in the fall, like being like, man, like, okay, I don't even mind being stuck at my home if I could just like, you know, lay out on my couch and watch football all day today. I'd be super happy, and it 
the chances of that not being there. Are, <laughs> but you're one of high. the biggest champions of mindset that I've ever known. I know, which and is like the worst. That's why I feel so bad. Like so this, is be, the, this is like one of those podcasts that'll just randomly end dude. up being deleted one day, uh, Steven. So if it's not there anymore, I apologize. Because shouldn't it be like, what do I get to do with this time? <laughs> you know, like it should be. And, I, and I've and I've already and I've been super positive in a lot of ways about like the fact that like hey, I've had more family dinners with my family. Right, yeah, and more bike rides and more, you know, is, more of these, more of these things during this time. Like how much I, can more can you do? It, you know, it's like it's been over and over and over. But I don't know. I feel like maybe that I'm reaching a point right now where I'm like trying to convince myself. Does that mean like I'm trying to like stay on those positives? Yeah. When the truth is, I'm just super drained by all the negatives. You just have to laugh a little more. You see, a minute ago we were talking about little what is that? You came up with the sky being blue. Uh, just keep, just keep laughing. <laughs> That's what we have to do is laugh and keep entertaining each other and not think about, you know, the situation we're in. You know, we're still we're still above ground. So that's the right. you know. Um, I was about to say just yeah. barely going on, but we're gonna be just fine. Uh, what you know, doing this for 33, 33 years. What would if you were gonna go back? If you're gonna go back thirty three years. What's like that one piece of advice you would tell yourself thirty three years ago? That I would have done differently. Yeah, that you would have done differently. Like, um, I really trusted some of my people. I really put a little bit too much faith in in people that showed some how should I say this? <laughs> Without offending it. Not really shady character. It's just that, you know, it's just yeah. like you someone you can't trust a hundred percent, you know, like um you know, it just seems like there's just something about them you just can't. And then it comes out 15 years later, you know, thousands of dollars that you invested into them, and you, then your boom. Your gut was screaming at you all along. Yeah, all like along. a little piece that wasn't right. Yeah, and, and then they walk away after 15 years for, you know, whatever reason. And then it seemed like they have a... Uh, come to Jesus moment, should I say? <laughs> and they want to come back after a year. You know what? What? Now, those back. are the kind of crazy things I deal with in business. That you know, I really want to choke them. But one thing I never do is uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can't get physical with them, right? Yeah. I didn't threaten them, did I? You threaten want, them? want to choke them, not actually choke. Them. Okay, okay, let me rephrase that. I really wanted to, but <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, those are the kind of things I've dealt with that, you know, if I could do differently when I get that first mindset to say, hey, this is not worth the investment, you know. Have, have you ever had a, a moment where you're glad you didn't trust your gut? Mm, good question. Um, yeah. Um, because, you know, I made some decisions that, you know, cost me big time, you know. And, uh, but hey, how do you know? Right. But you learn from your mistakes, especially when it costs you a lot of money, mm. you know. But uh, I must say, you know, um, just life's moments, you know, is enough, you know, to um, have to make decisions about that that affects you for the rest of your life and then you know you have you're in charge of a business and charge of everyone else you know but you get to a point to where you just kind of flow with it and stop trying to really do it yourself and just let it flow you know yeah there's no i in team <laughs> Although I tried to put it there several times. <laughs> Colin was guilty yeah. of that too. Did you see it in his? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, nah. definitely when you start throwing it back to like trusting your gut and stuff like that, man. I, I think actually, I think it was Chad Paris from Paris Leaf told like this has resonated with me so much. It was like when you, if you trust your gut a hundred percent of the time, it'll be right eighty percent of the time. Yeah. 
and like that stuck with me that stuck with me a lot and then i always you know it's funny when we, especially when you talk about like oh man it cost you a lot of money right like yeah. i remember one time specifically where i knew we had we had this tech on our staff and i knew that he was the wrong person for for our team mm. and i knew he was the wrong person i was like man like I, I like we need to let this guy go we need to let this guy go he's not a right fit he's not a right fit and it was like right before it was like right before our busy season too right it was like maybe june july, it was like june july like right before getting to august you convince yourself that you're desperate and you need and <laughs> and i and i knew it was the right decision to let him go but a couple of my team members you know i said hey i was like i think we need i was like i think we need to you know think about finding somebody else and they were like ah, like like i get it like just put a you know try to find somebody else but like let's keep him on until Will we find somebody else kind mm. of thing? Like we, we're so desperate for help. We really, 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 really need the help. And uh, and so I hung on to this guy. He ended up wrecking a customer's scooter <sighs> and ended up, I mean, there was like, he had uh, he had injured himself, ambulance came out, oh. had like a, like a collarbone break or something something i mean it it ended yeah workers comp situation ended up being like a hundred thousand dollars plus i mean it was like real quick though like this was was it a an accident or was he being careless we'll say that it was an accident (laughs) i think that he was being careless because so I just it, want to be clear, it, like anybody, you're not, you're not jumping being, on a guy that you know got hurt because he was being careful no. and accidents do happen and everything like that. This is something Look, that maybe so, could so, have been avoided. So there's no there's no proof, right? There's no proof, but my gut's telling me that because of where he was located when the accident happened, yeah. he wasn't where he was supposed to be at the time. He he didn't he uh, was probably smoking a cigarette while riding, doing something that he shouldn't have been doing. Like I mean. This, this was the kind of person that, that it was, right? And and so like I don't have those facts. I don't I I don't have a camera that caught it all. I don't have all this stuff. But based off what happened with the thing, like it ended up being a nightmare. Is what it happened. It ended up being a nightmare. The the guy ended up um, missing the busiest season of the year because of his injury. Uh-huh. Right, so oh. the whole reason we needed him really was for that busy time of the year, and then he ended up missing the entire time that time of the year. Ended up coming back in like October, comes back in October, and there was another incident. Some, some I can't even remember, but there was another incident that happened. <laughs> and dude, it was just like so. You it, re- it was a nightmare. So your real gut was like, if I would have let him go long time ago, when right. I thought oh, about of course. it, <laughs> I would have saved. I would have saved. I mean. You know, forget the, you know, like, I mean, thankfully we had the workers comp that covered yeah. his injuries and that kind of thing. But even, even, even so it's like the headache, yeah, right? The amount of headache that I had because I didn't follow what my gut was telling me yeah. uh, was enough to teach me that lesson. So listen I to your, l- listen to your relate. gut people, listen to your <laughs> gut. Uh, we got to wrap up in a minute, but Mike, you have any last minute questions, man? Uh, back back to just the cleaning aspect. Do you do, you do mostly like um, like you come to our dealership and we you, you kind of do an upkeep, right? Do you do anything where you go in there and it's just you inherit an absolute disaster and you're tasked with like making it look presentable again, new again, <laughs> or is that kind of out of the scope of what you do? Or um, that's we we experience a situation like that when we're dealing with the real estate um, property, mainly if someone is putting it up for sale. Right now, I have a um, a lake house uh, that's on Santa Fe Lake that it it has so much potential, but it has just not been cared for. And so, you know, when we come in and do a full power wash, window cleaning, inside and out, total makeover, uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Like, for me. Have you ever gone to a job? Like, I don't, do, do you see the job first before you accept it? Or? Oh, uh, 98% of the time, yes. Okay, because yes. uh, what I'm looking for is like a horror story. Like, have you ever gotten one <laughs> been like, um, no, you need a wrecking ball, I can't help you? <laughs> <laughs> um... I have come into some places that uh, it's been, it, it, it was pretty bad. Um, and, you know, I've quite naturally, I leave the price 
open uh, so that we can make adjustments mm-hmm. to take care of it. But yes, I've come into some pretty horrible places. And um, <laughs> but you know, really, if they'll pay the cost, we'll turn it around. So I enjoy the fact of being able to do like the before and after sure. because you know it's just, and that's what we we have that wow effect. You know, not bragging or anything. Actually, our slogan is simply Gainesville's best since 1987. So. Nice. But we like to do it right. We like to make an impression. That's why Colin keeps calling me right. These tours are so great in here. Make them shine, baby. You know? Make them shine. Um, so, he, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, and, and I know it's a little bit out of the scope, but I... You don't know how many times I talk to so many customers about the investment that you make into this place to keep it looking just totally awesome. Thanks, man. And I take pictures and I show this place all the time, so I might owe you a buck or two for advertising. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a scooter customer now, so don't yeah, yeah, Hey, that's right. Yeah. Hey, I'm a scooter owner. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome, man. Uh, well, thank you for that, too. I mean, we definitely, we definitely take pride. I'm one of those people that really likes to pay attention to details you know one of the things that i've always told our team is like look when parents walk in here if they see that this place is spectacularly clean they see the details of this dealership then they know that if their daughter breaks down on the side of the road that we're gonna pay just as much detail to to making sure that she's okay uh, as we would to this business right and to like the the details within the dealership so uh yeah i mean it's that I uh, definitely take pride in the in what we've accomplished here and making it look so sharp. And the maintenance is definitely a, a, a huge piece of that. <laughs> One of the interesting things is you never know who's going to come through this building. Um, I mean, we've had, uh, you know, national distributors and, and bankers and, and CEOs of other companies, this podcast, the people that it attracts. And, and you never really know who the, who that's, or who's going to come through that door. But, um, you know, we've had, We've had people that tour dealerships. That's their job. They're they're RSMs. They're they're regional managers or whatever. And they come into the dealership and the first time they've been here and they say, "Holy cow!" <laughs> and and that's to you know your emphasis on detail and, and ours the, the type of ship that we run. But but also thanks to you for helping us keep it look like that. So. Well, actually, when my crew comes in here, they can't believe that you make the investment into a shop, a scooter shop floor. You know where there's grease and all of this, and now you can just about go out there and eat off of that floor yeah. you know i mean it's immaculate and we it's like to make a- people go whoa right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we did it and it still looks great too like we've had a ago. yeah um about a Co- month yeah about a month i think month ago, right? a couple of months isn't it okay. how long have you had the scooter Totally was a little bit of a barter, but you know, I just remember going to the beach home one weekend with the scooter. So to me, I had it a week. <laughs> there you go. I drove it, and I haven't been on it since then. All but right. it's fun. So, so you've done this for thirty-three years. How much longer do you see yourself doing it? Well, I have a another daughter that uh, came home Christmas time and said that she wanted to go to med school so it won't be anytime soon (laughs) but you know I enjoy what I do so you know this is my exercise instead of having a health club membership you know I can I can I can go and clean a carpet you know and and sweat and work out with that carpet machine you know for a couple hours and go by the bank and put the money in the bank (laughs) There you go. Got my exercise instead of giving it to. I'm not trying to. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to. You know, but hey, I use work as exercise and and it's profitable. And like I said, I really enjoy what I do, like doing projects. You know, that you make investments into your floor because this is not cheap. You know, there's there's people that can hire uh, cleaning services to do almost what we can do, but. It, it needs to ProCare touch. And there's no coincidence the name is ProCare. We call it Professional Care Services. So we like to do it right. Okay. And if we don't do it right, I'll come back and do it all over again. You remember that day you kicked my butt in here? <laughs> <laughs> it's bound to happen. <laughs> 
Um, so Steven, tell, so tell our audience where they can connect with you. If they want to hire y'all services, where can they find you? Well, they can always, uh, Google us. Um, you know, you Google janitorial services. We're number one or two to pop up. Um, our phone number is three, five, two, three, seven, five, 2210. Um, most times, nine times out of 10, I answer the phone because if I'm not in the office, I have it transferred to my cell phone. Uh, that's one of the things that I like to do is when a customer call, I like to give them that first impression of answering the phone, answering their questions. And most times, by the time I'm done talking with them, I've already scheduled the job. You know, I'll do a quote over the phone and give them a hypothetical. Um, those folks that don't ask you what it's going to cost, then you know that that's a good call. <laughs> Just come and do it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we can dive into a whole nother thing. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on our show, man. It was a lot right. of fun. And actually, I feel better, man. I, I don't feel my pain yeah, as much. Yeah, good. Now, that's you what know? we do. we got to laugh we're, it out. Really, I'm telling you. <laughs> See, we're, we're doctors too, man. You didn't know. Hey, no, I didn't. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's been great. I thank you for your time. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for joining us, man. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, everybody, definitely uh, please leave us a review. Please share this episode with somebody. And uh, this is episode 116, baby. Crazy, just, man. Keep, just keep, just keep cranking. Keep cranking. Everybody uh, continue to have a great start to uh, to the semester as we get things kind of flowing back here. Here, here we are in September. And, uh, you know. Just keep keep cranking, Gainesville. We absolutely love you. This is the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. whoa. Give us your whoa. Whoa. There it is. <laughs> we will see you later. Bye. Bye.